Hello and welcome to a new episode of A Woman in AI. My name is Kim Dressendorfer. I work for IBM as a technical specialist for AI, and I'm more than happy to introduce our new interview partner. She started her career as a software engineer in the, in the topic of content analysis and is now a technical executive at IBM. Let's welcome Annette Opaika. Annette, thank you so much for being here. I'm more than happy to be, uh, that you are interviewing with me today. And um, why don't we just kick it off right away and you just start and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, Kim. Well, thank you for having me. Um, uh, I'm, I'm take pride that you invite me to this precious uh, series of, um, of interviews with women in, um, in AI. And um, so, yeah, what, uh, what do I do? I'm the technical executive of uh, IBM DACH, and um, basically I'm responsible for technical sales programs for the technical community. I make sure that we have um, the, the right um, enablement and classes so that technical people can build a career. I make sure we have the pipeline um, of talents um, to, to really develop them and to, to, to coach them and turn them into, by the end of the day, distinguished engineer or um, even IBM fellow, which are both some um, high technical ranks in, in IBM. So I'm basically as technical executive, uh, the technical manager. I'm not the practitioner, but we have a career path for um, technical um, professionals as well. And um, so I make sure that we have everything in place. We have the pipeline to make these people successful. That sounds amazing. Like when you were a kid, did you always thought that you're going to go into the, into the technical career path? And like, did you imagine yourself ever being at that role? Honestly, not at all. And um, I consider myself of um, a person who knows everything a little bit, but, um, but, is not i mean there are people you know who have one um area of interest and then they know that's it and that's what they want to do for for all their life i'm not like that i'm interested in many things and i like to get the big picture um but if there is an area would i what i say where that i would say is of interest to me it is actually logic and it's also ai so i was always I, I always like, liked math, <clears throat> math and biology and um, history and German. And so there was no, I didn't have um, a really favorite subject, but, I, if, if, but if I had to name one, I would say it was math. That's so interesting. What do you think is like the, the one of the most fun things you experienced with AI? And I mean, like you, you kind of were part of the first mm. time we, we like or IBM brought in content analysis. So you, you kind of saw the whole development of it. So what was your most pro fun project, for example, you had um, in your career? So actually, well, there are maybe a, a, a couple, but I, I, remember, I remember one which was, really, um, which was really fun. And it was very early in my career. Um, so when I was work working as a software engineer, I was working on intelligent minor for text. And this was one of the first commercial text um, analytic um, products of IBM. So we did some classification with some clustering. And um, at the time, uh, it was hard to sell the technology um, because we always talked about technology. So I was wondering whether we could do something um, that would explain what this tool is doing. And um, so I basically 
hired a graphic designer. It was actually a friend of mine. And we developed a demo with um, tiny little um, figures who actually did, did the classification and the clustering of the document. So it was a visualization. And with that visualization, we showed how it would help um, knowledge workers to, to do their work better. And um, so this was really, it was really fun to develop the demo with this uh, graphic um, or this visualization maybe with, uh, with the graphic designer. And I think it was really innovative at the time because it was end of the 90s and not, nobody was actually doing anything like this. And by the end of the day, actually, Intelligent Miner for Text was withdrawn from marketing. Um, it was not a commercial success because I think it was just too early for the market. Um, but I take pride that um, the unstructured information, um, unstructured information management architecture, UEMA, was actually a core component. It was developed within that project. And um, so to make sure it, it continued to be developed, we transferred this component from development to research. And I'm really proud that it still exists today and is actually a core component of the um, Watson Text technology. Yeah, I was just about to say that because when I started, I always got told like email pipeline, the most important part. Without that, the whole text analysis won't work because the whole structure in it and basically how it's built up is absolutely fantastic. So I didn't know you actually like were part of that development. That's really, that's impressive. That's so cool. And um, like knowing that, that you really like that's, that's like the hardcore AI at the end or like more the text analysis you built on. Seeing the now how Watson kind of works in the, in the computer and the cloud environment, where do you kind of see the future going? Well, I mean, I, I expect that AI becomes more and more part of our, our day-to-day day -day life. Um, and in a, to a large extent, we probably won't realize that, um, that AI is, um, is involved because it's just used um, uh, in the background. And I think there, it will basically become part of every, um, of every industry. So I can't think of any industry would, which would not benefit from, from AI. I mean, even uh, agriculture uh, will benefit from AI. And there are so many use cases. And, you know, once in a while, I'm, I myself are even surprised uh, about, about the use cases. So I was, I was, for example, really surprised when I discovered that the use cases with, them, with the pliant um, dogs or, uh, or the dogs for the pliant. And that even in that area, you could use AI to support the um, education of these dogs and make sure that you pick the right dogs and to make sure that you get the right match between dog and trainer um, to, to ensure it's a, it, the education is a success and, and you really get um, uh, a dog that a blind can rely on um, to, to be guided through his or her life. And you know, there are so many fields where I think we don't even think of today where AI can be applied to make a better life. That is so true. And I mean, that's also the reason why we have that podcast, right? To just like show young people that there's such a wide, broad of variety of what you can do actually at the end of the AI. Um, a little question back to, to your beginning um, of your career, like how was the, um, let's say diversity back in the days? Because nowadays it's like a big topic today. Um, how was it, for example, in your studies where you, 
like the only female in the class or was it like a, a wide diversity? I mean, I was not the only female in the class, but I was one of a few. And um, I would say it even had advantages because, well, of course, the teacher always realized when I was missing. So it was probably not so advantageous, but there was always someone who also, well, who, who took notes and, um, and shared his notes with me um, because for them it was also, there were these few females and um, they just got the attention, they got a lot of help. So I actually somehow enjoyed it and did not feel like um, I'm not really integ integrated or part of that, um, of that uh, community. That's awesome. Um, going from university to, to take the work environment, were there like some funny client situation where you got in there as a technical specialist and you were not uh, treated the, the way you were um, expected to be? Um, actually not while I was the, the specialist. It was rather when I became a manager that I was not treated that way. So, um, and for example, in client uh, situation, so you, you basically have a client meeting and, um, uh, and you come into the door and um, they think you are maybe the secretary or whatever, or an assistant, but not the manager. And I can remember, I can actually remember one team dinner um, where, I mean, my whole team were, were men and I was the manager, I was the only female, and we had a team dinner as, at a restaurant. And um, they, they um, always thought, I'm the assistant, and I'm, not the, I'm basically not the, the chef of the team. And when it came to, um, to the bill, um, they asked me, so who is the boss who is going to pay? <laughs> and I just said, okay, wow. I'm the boss. I take the bill. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's always the same, right? We come into a room and it's mostly men sitting in the room and there's always like this perspective of like how we got to prepare for meetings. And I always have the feeling, for example, I am scared to, or I, I don't want to do a mistake because I don't want to get into that situation where I have to say like, or where they can think like, sure, she's the female obviously she does mistakes so i always want to be like hyper prepared is there like um or like a technique or like a, um, a tradition you do before you go into meetings i mean every, uh, i mean i take time to prepare definitely um so uh, and and um i can just say really be prepared but then i also i also think about so what's the worst that can happen is there is there something it, what is the worst that can happen? And um, it, even when I realize maybe I have said something um, wrong or whatever, and someone is um, is correcting me, uh, I just admit it. I just admit it, or I also I also admit that I that there is something I don't know, and uh, I just said, you know, I I don't know. I can't answer the question. Um, but um, I take it, um, let me come back to you. Or if someone is 
while correcting me or claiming that uh, the opposite or or um, whatever, I I just say thank you for for bringing it up. Um, it's um, I have um, I I have uh, different information or other information, but um, uh, let me see that uh, that we get a clarification and and maybe things have evolved or um, I, I I haven't heard of it yet or whatever. I mean, it's not. Don't be afraid of making mistakes because everybody makes mistakes. Um, I think the, the best advice is, I mean, accept that you've made a mistake um, because if you, if you don't admit that you've made a mistake, I think that's it um, when, you, when you start to look stupid. I like that because I always have the feeling when we, like the whole topic of making mistakes become just a, such a negative topic. I also think like if you want to get better, you got to do make the mistakes. Otherwise, you don't learn of it, out of it. And let's be real, like no one is perfect and no one does something or starts a career and just like doesn't make any mistakes. It's, yeah. It should be part of a project and also the, the like whole development. And I also have the feeling sometimes it would be so nice to just have like weekly meetings of where you say like, what did you do wrong this week? <laughs> just to kind of like talk about it. And otherwise, the awareness just won't come up and you won't learn. No, and, and actually, I, I think it's important to, to see that and to admit that. And we have just um, um, introduced um, fun nights, which is an abbreviation for fuck up nights, um, where, you, where you can really talk about things that you've done uh, wrong and that uh, didn't go right or didn't go right or whatever. Because I, I think it's really also important to talk about your failures, because when do you learn most? You learn most from your failures. Um, and um, so, of course, it's great to share success stories, but it's also good to share your failures. And sometimes, you know, when you talk about it, you can even laugh about it. So I, I think there is nothing, there is nothing wrong with making mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. Generally, I would say there is there is no right or wrong. It's just a, a way you do it, and um, that's how it is. Were you having? Do you have one part or in your career in life where you say like, "Oh, I really like that was bad," <laughs> where you kind of like kind of that way? Sorry for my language, like fucked up and realized, okay, that was a project I completely kind of like misbuilt, but then had a learning path behind it. Well, I just, um, actually, I just had recently a learning path. Um, and that was, I mean, I had to build up a new team and um, we had planned a team meeting and a gathering to come together so that the people get to know each other. And um, this team meeting never happened um, because of Corona. Um, so what I, what I did, I just continued to work with them on, on the topics, on the, on the content, on the, on, on the project, um, to, 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 I just accepted it, okay, we can't meet face by face. But looking back, um, I realized um, maybe I should have done something even virtually, um, just around teaming, so that the, the, that the team gets um, to know each other. And I haven't considered it because it's, um, it was not a team that was um, co-organized and co-located. I mean, they just came together as a team and they still have had their own head. And maybe I would have considered it if it, if it was a team that um, 
that would basically report to me, work with me, stay with me uh, for a longer term. But this was an ad hoc team. And looking back, uh, I think that's something that I would have done differently because I think it's really important for a good collaboration that you understand the other people, not just from their technology um, background, but also from their personal background, what they like, what they, um, what they, what they do, where they come from, um, and to understand also the, the diversity that you have in the team. And the diversity, not just from a, from a um, skill and knowledge point of view, but the diversity from the different backgrounds as well, because that helps to build trust and, um, and to improve the collaboration. That is amazing. Yeah, that is really important, especially at the communication key. Um, so I am the lucky one who can call you my mentor. And I mean, there's a, a lot of other people too. And it's been a really like a lot of fun getting mentored by you because just like share your um, knowledge and experience and kind of like how um, kind of like what you just shared, you share that with me too. And what is something you tell always your mentees? Like, is there something you say, like, that's something I stand for and that's what they need to know? Is there some uh, one advice that, uh, that I give them always? I mean, one, one advice always is be authentic. Yeah, because not being authentic is, is really stressful. I mean, yeah, trying to be someone else or, or trying to be different than you really are uh, is exhausting. So always um, be yourself. I think that's an um, important piece of advice. And then consider, oh, well, don't be afraid of leaving your comfort zone. Because when you leave your comfort zone, that's when you begin to grow. And sometimes you look back and realize how easy it was by the end of the day. So if you stay within your comfort zone because you're afraid to take on something new, you will not, you will not grow. And um, if you want to grow um, and develop your personality and your career, you have to take risks. That is so true. If there, if just imagine the following scenario, just imagine it's like a young girl sitting, watching our podcast right now. And she doesn't know if she should, for example, do the career in AI. And she is at that, right at that step right now. What would you give her as an advice, especially from your perspective as a technical executive, being through a whole part of career steps? So, um, You know, I, I think AI is an area where everybody can can find a role, whether you are the one who is more technical and um, want to, to program, um, you can have a role. If you are more a translator from business requirements to, um, to technology um, requirements, you, you can have a role. So, I mean, there are many different roles um, and I'm pretty sure um, everybody can, can find a role there. And um, then what I've realized and what I've seen um, in IBM and, um, and, and I really like that there is a team of women who, um, who are programmers and um, they have started an initiative to teach Python 
to women who are not in a technical job or a technical profession. Maybe they are in sales, but they are not that, that, uh, that technical. Yeah, maybe they are um, in a completely a, a other function. They even had um, people from, uh, from finance. Um, and they offered this Python class for women. And there were women who just, I mean, they were curious, they tried it and they, they realized, um, well, it's easy. It's not, it's not, it's not magic. And they just, they can do it. And I, and I would just start to, to do research online. There are so many different classes um, and learnings where you, where you can take a, a sneak preview um, to, to find out. And actually what I would also recommend, because there are a lot of local teams. So I know here, for example, in Stuttgart, there's a young group of females who have um, established kind of a community where you can go, I think they meet Wednesday nights, where you can go and um, with your programming problems and, um, and you find people there to discuss. So I think that's, um, that's it's always easier to start with something if you have role models and people who are doing it um, already. And um, then last but not least, don't consider AI to be uh, something where you sit in your room and, um, and, and you work in the dark um, without talking to people. It's extremely interactive. It's extremely interactive. Also as a programmer, it's extremely interactive. As a data scientist, it's extremely interactive. So um, just give it a try. I like that. Where do you go uh, for yourself to learn? Is there like some platforms like YouTube, you just go casually and check out learning platforms? I mean, I, I use a lot um, the IBM internal learning platforms, but I, but I check out um, uh, platforms like Coursera uh, as mm -hmm. well. And um, so there's so, I mean, even YouTube has good learning videos. Um, for, for content, if, if, you, if you want to get more hands-on, yeah, then, you, um, then you'd rather go to Coursera or, or a comparable platform, but that's where I usually go. Yeah, that's cool. Um, from like, a, like the perspective of a, of a woman in AI, right? Because you always get a lot of stigma of like, we gotta be the perfect woman, the perfect career woman, have the perfect body, be perfectly fit, always look good. And are there some advices, especially for young girls, you would give? Um, so the question is, am, am I the best one to give advice here? Because I mean, I personally, um, I think that the point, the point is, it's not important to be to be perfect. Um, it's not, don't take your don't take your, yourself as responsible for everything. Rather, go and ask for help and to get support. Um, it, there is there's nothing wrong with them um, with asking for for help and even when it's um uh, when you feel your workload is uh, overwhelming then maybe it is too much and you just need to to talk to a colleague or to your manager to um see whether we can offload something or there's someone who can can help you and um then i think one really important advice is if you have the feeling that you're it's becoming overwhelming because you um, still try to be perfect in every area. Make sure that you recharge your batteries. Think about what is it that 
makes you happy? When do you feel most comfortable? When do you feel home? Um, how do you recharge your batteries and make sure you take enough time to actually do that? And I mean, I personally myself, I have to admit, I haven't done it properly for the last um, couple of months, but um, now I have um, decided um, I, I will take a break. I will take a leave of absence uh, for three months to actually recharge myself. And I think it's really important um, in no matter what you do, you have to take care of yourself. You have to make sure that if there is a lot of workload to prioritize balance and to get support and also to make sure you take the time off um, at the weekends, in the evenings, maybe even during the, during the day to, uh, to do something that's good for you and um, that helps you to recharge your batteries. That is so important because without a healthy life work balance, you at the end won't be, you won't have fun at the end working and then you won't be as successful. Yeah. And, and actually something that I really like about a, a job in um, technology or AI or IBM or whatever, um, I think it's an industry where you have a lot of um, flexibility and freedom. So um, in times where I look well after myself, uh, even though I haven't done it so, so well um, for the last couple of, of months or a year, but in times in, in, where, when I really take good care of myself, I take, I mean, if the weather is like today, I just take breaks in the afternoon, go on my mountain bike, um, take a tour through the, through the forest, and then come back in the evening and, um, and maybe do still some work, um, some presentation or email or whatever, in the evening when when it's getting dark um because i have the flex just the flexibility to do so and i do it and i talk about it i try to be a role model there and encourage others to do so as well um so and i think that is something a flexibility that we have in um at least our in our industry or at least at ibm and um i think that's something that's really beneficial. It is. I mean, I'm, from, I'm literally the same. I'm like, okay, the weather is too nice to, to just sit in front of the laptop today. I'm gonna go. <laughs> um, so you're talking about mountain biking. What is the most fun about that? What I like really about mountain biking is, um, I, I mean, I, I do single trails and, um, and I, I also with the, with the protectors and um, so, and, 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 and well, I don't really do big stumps, but I do big steps, uh, things like that, nature trails. And, um, and what I really like about it, I mean, when I'm on my mountain bike, I have to, first of all, I use my full body. I have to focus on what I'm doing at that moment, at that point in time. So my thoughts can't go, oh, what's going to happen tomorrow? Or is there something I forgot to do yesterday? It's, I'm, I'm in the in the present. I'm in the now, and that's what I'm enjoying a lot. And of course, you be you are out in nature, and usually I do it with friends. So that's that's the great thing about mountain biking. That's a good that's a good hobby, I would say. <laughs> like full downhill, just like just like how you see it. That's impressive. I would be so scared to do that. I'm like the more like mm, I'm gonna play on my field and just do a little team sport. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually the bike is doing a lot for you, and you just have to to trust, have to trust in yourself and into the bike. And I mean, 
usually it's get critical when you when you get afraid and you start to think too much about it. Mm. Um, of course, you have to be concentrated, but you have to be concentrated to to watch what's ahead of you and to to do the right um, body movements um, on your on your bike. But um, yeah, just let it go, just let it flow, and then it's um, it's fine. And of course, sometimes you don't, and then you go off bike. And um, I had some really uh, bad injuries um, as well, but you know they heal again. And then, and and whenever you have a bad in injury and you you come with some I don't know a, a new scar or whatever, there's a story to tell. <laughs> that is so true. Do you use an app or something to track yourself? Um. Well, I, I use. Well, I, I use Garmin to, to to plan my tours. Well, if I go biking somewhere where I'm not familiar, I mean, not when I go around Stuttgart because that um, I, I know it in and out. Um, but if I go somewhere else, I use, um, well, I use Como to plan my trips and then I download the track and um, load it on my, on my Garmin device. Um, so that's, um, um, yeah, so there are two apps or tools that I'm that I'm using to to plan my mountain bike trips. What is your favorite app on your phone? On my phone, actually, I mean the app I use the most. Um, I I would say is um, is Google. If you ask for my generally favorite app right now, I have to admit, even though I don't. It's Amazon Prime. I, I don't want to do a lot of advertising here for um, for Amazon, um, but it's Amazon Prime, and um, there's a series I just love. It's um, it's called uh, This Is Us, or um, uh, das, I think it's called Das Is Leben in in German, and I really like this show because it really is like life is with very diverse people. Um, with very well human problems and um, and interactions and um, emotions, so it's uh, yeah. I, I think it is how life is, and sometimes I think this is exactly how it is in in my life. Um, it's um, in 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 my in my private life, in my business life. So. This is just life, and um, I love to watch it. So I can just, uh, I can only recommend it. So this is us on Amazon Prime. We're going to show, write that in the show notes that everybody start watching it. Um, Annette, so many thanks to you for joining us for this interview. It was absolutely a pleasure. Um, for everyone listening, we're going to write everything down. Annette, what is um, a way for people to reach you if they have more questions? Um, well, you just can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, so um, I'm Annette Opaka on LinkedIn, or um, uh, you can also send me an, um, an email. Um, so my e email address is opalka at de.ibm.com. Make it more complicated, IBM, there. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, but maybe, maybe you get my attention, attention faster if you, um, if you connect with me on LinkedIn. That sounds amazing. Thank you so much again. Um, enjoy your day. I hope you're going biking today because it is a lovely day. And I'm just back from running, so no biking today. But you know, it's only one day between now and the weekend. 
and um, I definitely like at the weekend. Awesome. Well, have a fantastic day. Thank you so much, Aneta. Thank you so much, Kim, for having me. Thank mm -hmm. you.